After they brought you back from your time in the Collective, do you honestly feel that you regained your humanity? Yes. All of it? No. But we're both working on it. Popheads, welcome to issue 77 of the TomCast Popcast, also known as Popcast. We are, are still and always will be proud members of the 3BZ Network of Podcasts. I am your host, my name is Tom, and please follow along with this show on the social medias because that's where people talk nowadays to each other. You can follow along on our new streamlined social media handles at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and at TomCast Popcast on Instagram. How about that? We got them synced up finally. It worked. You can also email the show at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And finally, you can head over and over, excuse me, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast and become an official member of Pophead Nation for as little as a buck a month. That's a pretty good deal. But you do that second level, that $5 tier, and you're going to get sweet bonus episodes, just like the one we dropped this week for our sweet tier one Patreons. You got that awesome commentary track for Solo, a Star Wars story, our latest entry in the Patreon exclusive episodes. I hope you guys are digging that one. And plus, if you sign up at Patreon, you get to hang out with cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Hey, he's also a co-host of a podcast of his own. It's The Ring in Air. You can check it out whenever you feel like listening to cool dudes talk about cool music. It's a good time. And whatever platform you're listening to this, this, this fine podcast on, Please head over, give us a subscribe, and a five-star review if you can. That'd be super, super cool of you. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, this week, we're back with a, another Star Trek Picard uh, review. This is for, uh, well, this is for episode five. It is, um, oh, excuse me. Uh, it is written by Kristen Bear. It is directed by Jonathan Frakes, and uh, it's got a crazy, crazy name that I'm trying to look up right now, but my... System is always, always a mess. All right, Star Trek Picard, Season 1, Episode 5, Stardust City Rag. Uh, just one of many uh, sort of David Bowie-esque references on this episode because we are we are finally in free cloud. You have the Ziggy Stardust reference right there. It, it's it's just uh, David Bowie Wonderland in this in this episode of, of Star Trek Picard. So uh, this episode is written by Kristen Bear, and again, I think I said that already. Written by Kristen Bear, directed by Jonathan Frakes, and uh, once again we're going to be joined by my friend Reagan uh, for his thoughts on the episode. Have a nice little discussion with the two of us, and uh, kind of get into this episode. A lot happens in this episode. There's a lot of information, a lot of things to kind of go over, and uh, I think I think last week worked out pretty darn well. So I'm going to see if we can't get that going again. All right, so sit tight. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show already, uh, and buckle up because we're breaking down episode five of Star Trek Picard. Right shoulder. Does it say what? Rise up. 
Riza? Oh. No, it says Paris. Uh, <laughs> on the side, I was like, that, that looks like an A. R I S A. Howard looks like an A. I'm, I'm with you. I was like, what guard? Did you get a Horgon? No, we, we got this. I, I'll tell you what, we bought this in, in Paris because it has a little dachshund on it. Uh, <laughs> that's the only reason you bought it? Well, it had cookies in it too, which is a nice bonus. But yeah, Janine wanted it because it had a little dachshund on it. Do you know how it goes? I know. I... How was Atlantic City, my friend? It was a lot of fun. Way, way too much drinking for a 40-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> we need to calm down as a group of people. Well, you didn't get kicked out of anywhere, did you? No. I don't think. I'm sure somebody got kicked out of somewhere. Does that mean you're not drinking tonight? No, I'm having Earl Grey tea hot. Oh, in honor of our favorite captain, Jean-Luc Picard, who turns on the most insane French accent since Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, a little over the top. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we might as well start since you since you brought the Earl Grey. Uh, I mean... This is an episode I think you and I were both pretty nervous about going into because that trailer just looked bananas. But I had to say, like, I really, really like this episode. I love this episode. I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, there, there's still parts of it that I'm like, I don't know if that makes sense, but okay, why not? Yeah, I don't have too much problems with anything. Like, the Rafi stuff with her son, but I get it. They, they, you know, they're showing you why she stays on and she doesn't just disappear well, and I think they also wanted to, with with her situation with her kid, um, which real quick, like, do you think his wife is Romulan or Vulcan? I thought she was Vulcan at first, but I've heard people saying she's Romulan, and I was like, I can't. I'm just racist because I can't tell. Like, if you act good, I think you're Vulcan. If you act shady, I think you're a Romulan. I kind of, the, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and I felt the same way you did. I was like, oh my god, I'm such a, a, a human piece of trash because. Romulan and Vulcans, they all look the same. I'm and, so spaced. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought she was Vulcan because she has the Spock hairdo. Right. But I, I've heard other shows and, and, some, and read some stuff where they thought she was Romulan too, but it seems to be kind of 50-50. No one really seems to know for sure. Right. But I guess, I don't know, I mean, maybe it makes sense that she is Romulan because maybe they're playing up this Romulan refugees are everywhere kind of thing now that the, yeah. Empire, yeah. the Empire's collapsed. Yeah, they have no home. I don't know. I don't know. It's against uh, one of those one of those little things that they don't quite clarify that I guess we just have to wonder about forever and ever and ever. But uh, I, I guess the, what I had to say about that scene with with Rafi trying attempting to reunite with her estranged son was I, I guess that scene's in there so that we know that I don't know she her conspiracy theories cost her something. Yeah, kind of. She went off the deep end. Yeah, she kind of, kind of like grounds her, I guess, in a, in a way so that uh, we we kind of understand that she has consequences for more consequences than we, than just losing her career and becoming, you know, labeled a crazy person. Smoking like her snake juice or whatever it's called. Oh, we're gonna talk about that later too, because I got I got some we got some we got some stuff to dive into with the with the snake juice. But uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, you know, but part of that scene bothers me so much. It's it's just like um. 
I couldn't think of a specific example, but it's like being mad that your dad's a member of the Avengers. <sighs> I was like, oh, come on, man. You know, your mom's out doing stuff. <laughs> not, not I, I think he was more mad that when she got fired, she completely went batshit crazy yelling about Romulan conspiracies. I guess, but I mean, I mean, I guess from the point of view of the show, it looks like she's right. <laughs> yeah, but she, I mean, just because she's right, she probably still treated her family shitty for a I, long time. I No, I suppose, I suppose that's true. I, yeah. It just seems a little like, I don't know, you're a, you're a grown up. <laughs> Get over it, realize your mom had shit going on. Yeah. I don't know. She probably said some fucked up shit. <laughs> Not everybody deals with it in the best way. Agreed. That, that's 100% actually. Uh, uh, All right. But it's okay. Actually, perfect. We covered that scene already, so we don't have to talk about it later. Yay. But uh, the real star of this episode, uh, she, she steals it from the moment we first see her on the show. Seven to nine. Fucking kills Fuck. it. Yeah, so glad to see her back. Yeah. Did, now, did, you may have been... I guess I guess I'll just ask straight up. Did you finish? Watch you watch watch all of Voyager, right? Yeah, I've watched through it one time though. Okay, because I like, I kind of drifted away from Voyager. Right? It, it didn't grab me the way that I, I think they wanted it to. Yeah, and I, I went back. Okay, I you went back. To watch one track. Yeah, like years later, I went back and watched it. Okay, and just watched it. So I have vague knowledge of it, but I've watched it's just fluff that gets dropped yeah and I, I mentioned to you on a text that i had to uh i before picard started airing i read uh this comprehensive list of like you know the must-see 709 episodes of voyager and i just read the episode recaps because that was way easier than actually watching them yeah so i i, I knew who it was in, in the beginning of that in that opening scene there i realized that it was that Icheb dude who was right. a kid on the show yeah, and I thought I thought it was the same actor, but I don't think it was. But no, they got it. Icheb and Maddox are both different actors. Yeah, but they got someone like it looked like I recognized them from a you know casual viewing of the franchise and being like, oh, I know who that guy is. That's sad. What's <laughs> happening to him? That makes me sad. But I mean, how crazy is that for a Star Trek show? You you open up with a torture scene. And it's like a like they're in space hostel. Yeah. Also, I didn't get the like. Why does he need to be awake? I figure it'd be easier to work on somebody if they're unconscious. Well, I mean, as we're starting to figure out, uh, despite the Federation's uh, attempts to wipe out money, uh, apparently everyone else wants it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and anesthetics cost money, dude. I get I mean, bonk him on the head with a rock. That's free. <laughs> Space rocks, I've seen them. <laughs> no, you're not wrong on that. Sorry if you heard some extra noise there. I got. The, I queued up the iPad in case there's specific scenes I need to go back and, and, and refer to. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was pretty crazy. We're watching this this Icheb, former Borg being tortured for his parts, which apparently are worth crazy money. Yeah, because they're old school parts. Apparently, new Borg parts are garbage. Yeah, you want the old school parts? Why, now, why is that? Is that a, another Voyager connection? Because I know Jamie kind of fucked them up, getting her ass back to the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, I think she plants, like, some sort of virus or something, and then they go through the, the, the corridor to get home. That's my recollection of it as well. I know, I remember there was time travel. Mm -hmm. Star Trek finale, so it's got to have time travel. Right. And 
like a Janeway from the future came back because they made it back to Earth, but they had lost people. I think they lost 47 people or something like that, like including seven of nine. And so it haunted her and she found a way to time travel. And then future Janeway sacrifices herself to save past Voyager and right. wiped out her homeland. I know I watched like the final two or three episodes of, of Voyager because I was like, oh, well, it is ending. I guess I should see how they get back. Right. But I don't know. I, I, I have vague recollections of that as well. Yeah. But each have, I guess, was with them. Right. And there, there are two other kids, but I think they got off at some point to live their lives, if hey, I'm not mistaken. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a different podcast, all right? That's not for our audience. <laughs> it's getting off. Oh, thanks. Hey. Let's go there. I'm sure they were old enough by the time Voyager ended. Who knows? Oh, no. Well... <laughs> I guess that that whole seven or nine uh, Chakotay relationship didn't work out too well for it, did they? I don't know. Maybe he hated her adopted son. Oh dang! <laughs> once I, they got off the ship, I, like, I, I, I think once once her options opened up, you know, seven or nine was like, I can do better than this. This oh. doofus, this doofus over here. <laughs> but again, we start with the flashback. We get like double flashbacks because uh, that each head moment happens thirteen years in the past. Right. It and wasn't it, fourteen years ago. Happy. Right. We're somewhere else. And she has to kill Icheb, who she considers like her, her son. Right. And that's that's all sad. So now we know that she's going to be all upset, too. Another another broken toy for Picard's menagerie. Right. And then we go, we sort of catch up, but we go two weeks in the past to find out what's been going on in Free Cloud with, with Maddox and and uh, this, this bejazel, which... yeah. I, isn't that the way people decorate their vaginas? Maybe. <laughs> I think that's Vajazzle, but whatever. Um, Google it. I'm not, I'm not up on my vagina decorating game. So. If you're at work, don't Google it there. That's no good. <laughs> uh, and then we meet Mr. Vup, the reptilian, the, what is it, the Beta Anari, I think they call him. Yeah. I liked him, but they kept talking about how he could smell lies way too much. You need to say it once in the beginning. That's it. It would have been cooler to set him up actually smelling a lie and then, like, biting some dude's head off or something. Yeah. I would have been really cool with that. Yeah. Like, his character reminded me of when uh, the big show guest starred on Enterprise as an Orion slave trader. <laughs> he basically plays the same character. And that's all I thought of. I mean, I, I remember when the, when the Rock guest started on Voyager, and he did the oh, people's or no, not the people's elbow. What was the other move? He did that on Seven or Nine. Yeah, um, his finisher, Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom. Yeah, I was like, you know, the, the shoulder one. <laughs> yeah, it gave Seven or Nine the, the Rock Bottom <laughs> because that made sense. And, and now the know, Rock, the move, the world's biggest movie star ever. Yeah, was on Voyager for an episode. That's right. That's everyone starts small, buddy. I just watched this episode of Star Trek that had James Worthy, the former Laker, in it. Oh, he was the silent Klingon. I remember that one. Yeah. They don't let him talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you let James Worthy act? <laughs> I mean, he looks intimidating as a Rom- as a as a Klingon. Yeah, because he's like seven feet tall. True. That was a good episode. 
Oh, Sorry, here I'm. Just, oh, oh boy, look at that. Ovechkin was 701 already. How about that? Uh, I almost bet against the Caps this weekend. I would have lost. I was like, they, they lost the night before the Penguins. I was like, the Penguins got Oh, you were betting against the Penguins game? I was going to bet on the Penguins. I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> well, not to diverge too quickly into the world of hockey, but I had a feeling once they got 700 for Ovechkin, they would, they would actually maybe start playing some hockey again. I thought they'd take a game off after it. Not against the Penguins. Back. Not against the Penguins. <laughs> I know. They hate that Just, fucking team. <laughs> uh, it's like the Penguins have been on fire. Of course, they lost the night before. And I was like, oh, I don't feel good about this bet. <laughs> no, they, and they both didn't play very well on Saturday, which is funny. So anyways, back to, back to our show. Back to Picard. So, yeah, we find out the 7 of 9, you know, damaged goods. We find out that she's working for these uh, Fenris Rangers. We learned a little bit more about them and how they're kind of trying to fill the void with Starfleet and the Federation pulling back. Yeah, so along the border. In a section of things, it's like the neutral zone, right? Right, yeah, what used to be the – because I guess the neutral – since there's no Romulan government, I guess, that they don't have the resources to patrol the neutral, you know. Right. So now they're just like border police. Yeah, and I, you know, I guess Picard – sort of considers them like a vigilante group to an extent. Uh, but Seven Seven's quick to point out, well, if the, if the Federation and Starfleet were here, we wouldn't have to do this. Yeah. Oh, that scene was so great. Every scene with Jerry Ryan and Patrick Stewart was fucking fire. Incredible. Like, the, the, just when she says to him, the only thing worse would be walking away. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's in your face. That's like, in your she face. She dunked on you, man. That is shots fired. <laughs> that's all of it. <laughs> but the scene's so good. And, and Picard's sort of begrudging acknowledgement that, yeah, she's right. You know, that at least she was out there doing something while he went to go kind of tuck his tail between his legs and make wine for 14 years. And be sad. And be sad. Be a sad, sad admiral, ex-admiral. Yeah. Uh, such a good scene. Like, all of it was good. Yeah. Uh, this is what this show should be all the time. So so we get to Free Cloud, Seven's Hitch and Ride, because Picard convinces, it kind of tells him, just like, sorry, I'm kind of stumbling here a little bit. But Seven says that she's with the Rangers because it's, it's you know, desperate and hopeless, and people need somebody, even though it's exhausting and frustrating and never going to work. And, and Picard kind of says, like, that's what he's doing right now, too, trying to help. Soji, and so I guess Seven decides to stick around to see what's going on, and then she really sticks around when she finds out they're going to meet up with uh, Bejazel. Yeah. So we get to Free Cloud, and something happens that I really wanted to kind of sink our teeth into on this is in the part. which part? In corks? Not yet. Because <laughs> oh, okay. that made me so happy. No, no, we're, we're, we're still on the ship, okay. um, but I guess as they enter, like, the orbit, uh, these uh, targeted oh. ads come to each of the characters, well, almost each of the characters. Yeah. And Rios gets the maintenance guy who's like, hey, we can make your en- engines work better, and yeah. and Buffy gets the snake yeah. juice food, oh. and then and, and Picard gets some kind of, like, French mon ami, bon appetit thing, and, and Agnes... 
Dr. Gerardi gets the fighting robots. Yeah. They said they're hiring engineers during the ad. Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah. Because so, on the but she's a robotics. Rampant you know, speculation that she's a synth. I know. But they said they're hiring engineers, not fight fighters. So I think, you know, but with her robotics background, she could fix the fighting robots for them. <laughs> now that's an interesting thought. I'm trying to back up the scene in a minute so I can watch it here. But I think uh, you, you, I, if you heard that, I'm not, I, I tend to believe you. Yeah, because I thought it was, well, also I thought the ad was weird because you had to punch it to make it go away when the others you could just say no. Well, I mean, you know, Rios flicks his away and, and, and Rafi kind of like swipes hers away. And Picard does just say no, but maybe his <laughs> is because it's a more polite ad. <laughs> I'd just be terrified to see what ads would come up for me. <laughs> On the subtitles here, it just it just says now hiring. It doesn't specify. I didn't uh, engineer on the subtitles. Now, maybe yeah. it's in the audio track. Or maybe I'm just reading more into it. Like why, you know, because each one was targeted to what they were, and she does work in robotics. Now yeah. hiring robot fighters. I, maybe I made that jump. Well, no. So that's okay. And the, so we we kind of sort of this is. I'm sorry to my listeners, to our listeners. This is gonna be kind of weird because we're gonna kind of jump to the end here. Because we'll talk about what happens on FreeCloud and how they recover Maddox. But, spoilers, they, they get Maddox back. Yay, and, they win. Yeah, yeah. Yay, team. And mm. they're in the med bay. And, and Agnes, Dr. Gerardi, is, we, as we discover, former lover of Bruce Maddox. Right. Kills him. Right. She's been shown something from Commodore O. At least that's how we're kind of like being led to believe. And um, I guess that's the best way to. I sort of lost my initial train of thought on this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 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 she kills Maddox, and I don't know. It seems very un. She's so such a, a, a I don't know, not a mean kind of character she kills him kind of cold-bloodedly right well she just turns his medicine off this just pulling the plug on someone yeah but that seems kind of fucked up right it'd be worse if she strangled him after all they've been through just puts the pillow on his face yeah like that'd be worse to me like she just turned off his meds okay to... so I, 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 rec- I, I got my train of thought back so I, what, the reason why I'm down on the synth idea is because I don't want to think and again, now that he's dead, we don't. We're not. We're never going to get a real answer here. But did if if Gerardi is a synth, mm-hmm. did Bruce Maddox just create like a sex bot? If you had the capabilities to build one and then wipe its memory so it doesn't know what a creep you are, <laughs> wouldn't you build one? Oh my God! Well, we just learned a lot about Reagan, and <laughs> I've just said. Hypothetically, hypothetically, people are monsters. Well, no, no, and I'm just, I'm just kind of bouncing off the this this theory that she is a synth, that she is a synthetic being created by allegedly created by Maddox. That just makes me so sad because that means she's programmed to love him, right? 
That's dark. It, it is. And I don't necessarily want to go there, but I could see them trying to pass her off as some kind of like prototype for Soji and Dodge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really want to buy into that theory because like, because it, it, you do go into some dark avenues because of the, the total creep factor of Maddox having yeah. sex with his robots. Yeah. And he's like, look, I made cookies. Let's eat them. I'm going to feed you real slow. Which, you know, to play up the Star Trek aspect, I don't think Commander Data would be approving of. <laughs> it's like, you copy my Project Hunter Matrix to have sex bots? He is fully functional, so. Functional, but to quote Worf, he would not be a merry man. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't. I, I, I don't want to go into that. I don't want to give that theory a lot of credence uh, because of that creep factor. But I kind of sort of see this show doing that just for the, aha! I think they just made a deal with her that, like, Maddox can't come back, you know, into the Federation. You got to take care of him. And they just promised her something. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, hopefully we'll get some more explanation on what exactly was that Commodore O showed Girardi to convince her that Maddox had to die. Um, That seems like a pretty big uh, sort of Damocles hanging over her head at the moment. Right. And so, again, I'm going to, since we're at the end of the show, I'm going to talk about the end of the show, but then we'll backtrack into free cloud. I got got some questions also. Yeah, yeah, no worries. We're just, we're a little all over the place today, but I don't mind because this episode had a lot happening to it. It was great. (laughs) And that's, you know what, and, and, Anyone who's listened to us talk about the show is going to know this. I was so happy to take a week off from Borg Cube nonsense. Yeah. I think that's why I like this episode 100% more. Yeah, and that, that was exactly what I meant when I texted you that, that Thursday morning. I was like, I think you're going to love this episode. Mostly just because there's no Borg stuff to worry about. Or, or oh, cute yeah. stuff, you know, the Soji Neric thing. You don't have to deal with any of that nonsense today. It was not lost on me that they were not in this show, and I loved it. <laughs> I'm 100% with you on that. Um, I guess what I want to – speculating for next week's episode, I mean, you'd have to think – now, granted, this is not a Federation starship. We're on the La Serena. It's, it's Rios' own personal craft. You know, he's yeah. customized the computer for all these different things so the images can be shut off whenever he wants them to. But th- – She's not going to be able to cover this up, can she? I don't think so. Like, the next time he boots in, he'll be like, hey, there was a medical emergency and I got turned off. And I was watching Girardi kill Maddox. <laughs> yeah. So she does have – I'm sure she has to know how to wipe him and after that he's a, turned off. That's a thought I had as well. But I, I guess I just kind of wonder now like, how much long – I mean, I, I, again, she, you're right. She's smart. She'll probably be able to to obscure the evidence and 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 convince the crew that you know he was just too badly injured from his his treatment yeah. Jazel's hands. It, it, I don't know. I mean, how much longer? It, it, it's always one of those tight ropes that these shows walk when you know a character's done something bad before they get exposed for it. And it, it I guess maybe I'm tripping on it a little bit because it wasn't that long ago they did this on, did this on Discovery. With with Tyler, yeah, you know, I mean, we went how many episodes before they figured out that he killed the doctor, <laughs> which I thought should have been fairly obvious. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't him; it was his Klingon psyche that was melded to his brain. Oh, stupid Vok! 
stupid. Son of none. <laughs> it's Bach, right? I, got that right? I think I got that right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the thing. Close enough. Close he dead. So, yeah, I guess I just hope that that's not some kind of, like, now that we know, and by the way, I take full credit for getting this right, that Gerard is a double agent. <laughs> I don't think she's a willing double agent. I think she's just being blackmailed. I don't she know. Knows. She looked pretty – I think she's kind of stoked to kill Maddox. <laughs> no, she looked very upset about it. Because she's like, I know I'm a synth and you may be a sex bot, and I don't, I don't approve. See – She'd be like, I wish I, I wish you knew what I know. He knows <laughs> she's a sex bot, so it's not that. <laughs> he knows. Oh, all right. I mean, we'll we'll see how it shakes out next week for sure. But next week does look like a big episode, big actiony episode because, as is revealed in this episode, prior to Maddox's death, uh, I guess everyone does know about the Borg cube. Yeah, and they're cool with it being in Romulan hands when the Romulan government is in shambles. Which I feel like Starfleet should be a bit more concerned about. Yeah. But perhaps, it's... since they seem to be in league with the Romulans for the last, you know, 15 years, maybe it's not that big a deal. They're selling Borg weapons and drones that can wake up at almost any time and be fully functional again. It's crazy. It's crazy. So everyone knows the Romulans have this Borg cube and they just are all kind of cool about it. Maybe it's because Hugh's there, like as like, and maybe that's, part, maybe that's part of the process because it is this joint venture with other species. So it, maybe it's more less secretive, I guess. And that explains why all the other races are there. Maybe it's open to every, like you can come. Yeah, come like, check it out. You know, it's not a secret base. It's just the artifact, which is a weird name too. Let's be honest. Yeah. Because it's not an honor. Yeah, I definitely want to know more about like where the cube came from. I, I hope we get more of this information. Like, was it part of what it was a part of? I guess I want to know. I'm, I'm sure they're gonna. I'm sure they'll be like ten years ago, and they'll show the Borg cube and what happened. Right. Where it just starts to shut down. Like they'll simulate that Romulan ship. And the Romulans uploaded a code or something that shut down the cube. And the and the Borg, you know, severed all links to it to kill the infection. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, perhaps next week is the week we start getting some more details because it looks like all of our characters are finally going to be in the same place at once. Yeah. And then I think it's just one episode and done, and then they're going back to uh, Earth. You know, I'm still not convinced... Everyone seems to think that they're going to go back to Earth to meet up with Riker, but I'm not convinced he's on Earth. You think he's on Beta Zen? He could be anywhere. <laughs> I always thought that dude would have a condo on Ryza, but what do I know? He's married now. <laughs> he's not seeking Jamaharan anymore. Oh, Jamaharan. He oh. found it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I guess I'm just not convinced they're, they're going to go all the way back to Earth. Oh, which, by the way, speaking of, uh, you, you kind of reminded me, because uh, obviously the, the time between episodes is, kind of comes up a little bit to an extent here. Let's go back to when we talked about Rafi meeting up with her son, and she talks about being clean. Yeah. How long have they been on the ship? Three days. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of my thought. I was like, you've been sober for like five seconds. Yeah, mine, mine too. I was like. I mean, okay. it's kind of. 
I, I like that, that we see that scene later, and it kind of explains why she just like, completely dismisses the snake juice dude at the pop yeah. center. But I, I guess I wish I was, there was a little bit more clarification of, like, how much time is happening between these things? And Star Trek's never been great about that. That's yeah. Too- and especially now that we're not doing star dates, they yeah. really aren't good about it. I was just thinking, I was like, there are no star dates, so you can't even figure it out. No, there's. I'm a little sad that there aren't any... And I thought I thought this was something I was kind of hoping they would get to once he got back in space. But I thought there might be like not necessarily captain's log, but like Picard's log, star date, yeah, yeah, something like that. And I guess it's just to help provide a little bit more context for each each week's show and kind of like how much time is taken to get from place to place. Yeah, I, I'd say at most a couple weeks. Yeah, that, that was kind of my thought. Like she, I was like, okay, maybe you've been somewhere two, three weeks. Like, when, when did we leave? What episode was that? Three? <laughs> and we're on five? Two Four? weeks. Is... Yeah, yeah, three. Because they finally get to the planet. But you don't know how long it takes to get to the planet. What's the max speed of this ship they're on? Yeah. I don't know. I was just, I was just curious about that. Uh, so now we'll, we'll kind of backtrack to the free cloud stuff here. Because there is a lot of things to pick apart here. Mm, what are some of your questions? I know you, you said you had some questions. About the free cloud stuff? Or... Well, oh, just no. in general. Why can if there's a an emergency going on, like a medical emergency, and the EMH shows up, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be able to just shut him off if you're yeah. obviously not doing anything to help this person. I don't either. The only workaround my brain came up with is that it's Rios's ship and he's customized the computers to do what he says. Or, you know. So if Rios is hurt and incapacitated, the EMH will just show up and just be like, what is the nature of your medical emergency to no one? And if they don't say to help him, he'll just stand there and watch him die. It was a little curious to see them be so they they pop up when these things happen, but they're so easily dismissed. Right. But I did. And I totally agree with you. My my only rationalization for that is it's Rios's own ship. So he's probably altered the program parameters. And I guess if you say, if you don't dismiss him, he won't. Right. Start. He won't stare at you while you bleed out. Yeah. He's like, well, Uh, you're not responding, so I'm just going to stand here. (laughs) Dipshit holograms. Get out of here. Like they just brought Maddox in. And then the EMH kicked on. That should have sent off an alert to, so, to someone no, on the bridge at some point. No, I, I, I agree with this 100% too. The only thing I can justify is that it's Rios' ship and we don't quite know the deets on yeah. how it works. You know, it's not, yeah. But then again, I mean, this happens in Star Trek all the time too, where like a murder happens on the Enterprise and like there's no fucking cameras around. Get out of here. <laughs> They only got them, like, right by turbo lifts. No, yeah, that's it. Apparently, there's no security footage in the future. You don't need it. You trust everybody. Yeah. Well, they got sensors. They can tell where you are. They just can't see you. <laughs> like, he's somewhere on deck seven. I, You know, I don't think – I think that's the one thing Star Trek did not predict uh, very well was the, the just the invasion of cameras everywhere. Right. <laughs> but, again, this is something else from, from – Going back to Discovery, then I'm like, really? Even nowadays, like they're just, oh, we're gonna they say there's no cameras in that room. Yeah, so it's a cameras reality. Yeah. Like, do you remember the episode of the Next Gen when Jordy becomes that alien, like the mm-hmm. the invisible alien? 
And they're setting up a tripod camera to take videos. Yeah, that's where they use like the I don't I don't think it's neon, but they use some kind of like glow in the dark paint on him or something. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. Remember that one. In the original video, they're setting up a tripod and he's like, Oh, this is where she goes out of the field of the camera. I was like, What are you talking about? It's the future. <laughs> There's definitely moments like that throughout Star Trek. I mean that's that's I, I get it. I understand where you're coming from though. Speaking of Jordy, though, do you think there's like a there's like a I, in in my mind I constructed a a lost scene for Next Generation where uh, Riker and Picard are sitting in like the ready room and they're just kind of like going over like crew evaluations and stuff like that and they get to Jordy's and they're like and Riker's like hey do you remember that time that Jordy fell in love with a hologram and they just start laughing. <laughs> Look, it was a very <laughs> realistic hologram. Of Leah Brahms. <laughs> like, you know, you fell in love, man. It happens. He even she tells Margaret. She's a Riker fell Riker. in love in the holodeck. A Jagger. <laughs> I mean, Riker falls in love in the holodeck. To minuet. Um, minuet. Man, when Riker comes on the holodeck, it's just, don't take the black light in there. Yeah. I imagine all, like, the holodeck's probably the most disgusting room on the ship. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Like, a thousand people are not going to be talking to Einstein and Stephen Hawking playing cards. They're going to be doing gross stuff like Quark's programs. At least his programs sounded real. So many Dabo girls. Huh. Well, Dude. no, he had like Vulcan Love Slave and things like that. How much uh, does a Starfleet jizz mopper get paid? More than a captain, I hope, because he's his job is never done. Uh, we'll call Randall and find out. <laughs> uh, that's what the sense were made for. Now I know. Oh man, Dude, we're getting dark with this show. I know. I know. It's probably good we're not in charge of writing it. <laughs> so we we were kind of talking about him a little bit, but I, I want to reemphasize because as much as I was in love with uh, seven of nine on this episode, I'm still. Enjoying the shit out of Captain Rios. Yes. He's great. Even in the stupid hat. Even in the stupid hat? He just seems like he's like just like the cool, confident dude you want to hang out with. Yeah, he's he's a great character. I want more. I wish he did more. Like he just does that one thing and then shoots the guy. And that's pretty much his his arc for the episode. Well he did yeah, he did kill Mr. Bup, which was cool. Okay, that came in handy. We needed that. He needed yeah. that. So let's talk about free clothes. Let's talk about those, cl- about those yeah. clothes. Did you kind of? I guess that's the one part of the show where I just kind of was like, "Well, I guess I buy this because you know reasons." Yeah. You know, I like how they broke it down in pieces and how they're all like, "We look stupid." This sounds like a bad idea, but then they're just going through with it because they don't have a better idea. Yeah. So like, these these. These facer characters that are introduced, which I guess are like glorified middlemen for yeah. very criminal enterprises, are supposed to look, I don't know, uh, flamboyant so that they're not, so that they're distinguishable from either side and that people know to stay away from them, I guess. Keep them, don't shoot them because that, that flamboyant guy is not involved. He's got a feather in his hat. Don't shoot him. Yeah. So I, I guess I understood to an extent why Rios was in that disguise. Picard's role as Pepe Le Pew, the bounty hunter, was a little bit more confusing. 
<laughs> I, I mean, you know, I listen, I've never been hunted by by another man before, but if I was chased by one with a beret, I, I wouldn't be scared. Uh, his, when he's like, I thought I sounded sinister, I was like, really? You're not <laughs> seeing those cartoons? Oh, yeah, oh my gosh, I know, right? I, I, obviously, he was trying to be funny, I suppose, in, in yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. Right? It was just being over the top French accent guy, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe it's me I, again. I'm thinking like, hey, it's Admiral Picard. Everyone should recognize him. Eye patch or no, beret or no. Maybe you put a helmet on his head. <laughs> well, you put an eye patch in on him. And it's, I don't know who that. You know, it's the Superman with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. And it, again, it was of. The episode's so enjoyable that the things I thought I was going to bump up against, like these costumes and everything like that, I, I just kind of rolled with it. I was like, hey, I will find whatever. I'm having a good time. Right. Like, as soon as he beamed down with a stupid hat, Rios beamed down, and I saw Quarks and Mr. Mart, Mr. Mott's barbershop behind him, I was like, That's right. I don't care what happens for the next 20 minutes, because Quark has expanded his business. He's not at least has two bars. Star, as they call yeah. him on this episode. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets name checked. Do you think it's a real reference? Like, like Quark actually sent that in? Like Quark and Rios have some kind of history? How cool would that be? That'd be cool. I assumed it was because Quark is friendly with Starfleet and Rafi got him to do it. Yeah. And I, Rafi apparently is like super hacker, by the way. So, yeah. so you, she you might have just. sell those skills a little bit easier uh, after getting kicked out of Starfleet. Yeah. They probably just paid Quark. He'll do anything for Latinum. Like, True. And as we've discovered, money is an object in this yeah. 24th century. Yeah. So at least I know it exists still in the universe. universe. Everyone does stuff for Latinum, I assume. They never say it, but they've never said any other type of currency either. All right. So I, I kind of sort of feel like we've covered the major things. I mean, we, we, didn't, we didn't go into great detail. Yeah. Uh, but those, those scenes with, with Picard and... And, and seven are fantastic, particularly after they, they rescue Matt and they're, they're talking about their humanity. Right. That's so good. I'm, I actually recorded that clip. I'm opening the show with that. Oh, <laughs> so good. I just love them together. And I was like, I did not know how much I wanted these two to be together, like be in a scene together. Yeah. No, it's, it's so funny. I'm watching the episode, and, and I, 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 again, I didn't watch Voyager all the way through. I think I quit around season three, shortly after seven came on. And right. it's, it's just so funny to me. It's like, man, do you think do you think Voyager realized how good an actress they had in Jerry Ryan when no. that show was on? Because she's incredible. I've seen her in other shows since Voyager, and I, I always thought she's great. But yeah. to come to Voyager and be as, I don't know, as, as skilled an actor as she is, is impressive. Yeah, and take over that show in a few episodes. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, l- let's be honest. Not a lot of Star Trek actors kind of graduate and go on to other things. Yeah. So the fact that, yeah. that Jerry Ryan put together, like, a pretty darn impressive career uh, is that's awesome. And, of. and, you know, I had read some interviews with her prior to, to the show airing where, she, you know, she talked about how difficult – it was going to be to kind of get into Seven's headspace again because it's been so long. Uh, but she fucking kills it. So good. And you said it too. More of her and Patrick Stewart, please. Yeah, yeah. Like get I, her back on the ship. <laughs> yeah, I could watch the entire episode. It could be them sitting in that Chateau hollow room. <laughs> Just 
her slurping bourbon down and and it was just quipping at him. It'd be uh, amazing. Uh, I love their everything about it. Like the scene was just fantastic. I wanted so much more. I love it when she takes the phasers and she's like, if you need me, yeah. here's my little chip thing, which I don't know what that is. Like that's that's uh that's gonna be Picard's get out of jail free card. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she, it is great when she grabs those phasers, and she, I, I love that when she goes back down to Free Cloud because they, she doesn't kill Bajazel, despite what we saw at the beginning of the show from her killing Icheb and how that affected her personally. But she right. goes back down after the fact so that Picard has this illusion <laughs> that seven's, seven's above <laughs> vengeance. Well, if you watch that scene again, as soon as she takes him, he gives her a look. Yeah, and then dismisses it. Like I, I'm like, he knows what's going on, but he's not an admiral. She's not in Starfleet. She he can murder him at any time. Yeah, I think he strongly suspects you. I, I, I rewatched the episode before we did this today, and yeah, he definitely gives a look. Like, all right, I think I know where you're going here, but since it's not confirmed, I'm just gonna roll with it. Right. And then she just goes down and unleashes holy hell on uh, Bajazel and her security team. Oh. I love that. It's damn impressive. I was like, she came in and immediately started killing everybody. (laughs) Or, you know, she says hello. She does say (laughs) She's courteous. All that time the Federation gives you you manners. (laughs) The uh, who knows how long she's in the Federation (laughs) before all this shit happened. Because when she sees each of 13 years, you know, or 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 13, you know, she's already out. So maybe she's out because of Mars or, and the Federation won't help. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's the thing, the thing you have to remember about seven or nine is I mean, she was never really a member of Starfleet or the Federation. Uh, so, so when they abandon uh, the neutral zone after the fall of the Romulans, it does. It does make a certain amount of sense that she'd walk away and kind of join with the, the, this this group to help people, since the yeah, Federation yeah. is no longer doing it. And I, you know, we didn't talk about it much, but the the scenes with with Seven and Bajazel are really good. When they yes. talk, kind of talk about like their history with each other that we don't know about, and that uh, Seven misleads Picard about. You know, Picard, or, uh, sorry, Seven just kind of acts like, oh, she's wanted by the Fenris Rangers. So this would be super yeah. cool to get her. Meanwhile, we, we know that she has a personal vendetta against her, but Picard doesn't. And his reaction to finding that out is pretty impressive. Yeah. But uh, the, the actor who plays uh, Bejazel is she's incredible, too, in this in this scene as like kind of the not quite a mustache trolling villain. But, you know, you know, uh, what? really a bad guy. Yeah, she's just a death merchant. Like yeah. She's an arms dealer, basically. Yeah, just like super amoral, you know, yeah. all about making that that K Shola. Yeah. Those are great scenes too, and and the fact that uh, Bajazel knows uh, uh, Seven's pre Borg name, you know, indicates like the intimacy of their relationship. Assume yeah. that maybe they were lovers at some point because Chakotay couldn't deliver the goods. Yeah, I know Chakotay's just getting murdered in this show. We're gonna find out he was impotent. Oh. <laughs> and she didn't know until they got off the ship. Oh, real quick. <laughs> Once he went to jail for being a member of the uh, the Maquis. 
oh, is that what happened at the end? <laughs> like, they all, that'd be hilarious. And they're like, all right. Jane was like, nope, amnesty was, uh, amnesty was a joke. Sorry. Get out of here. Yeah. Tom You're Paris. all on the list. Yeah. Star Trek Renegades, no more. Start right out of continuity. Yeah. I'm trying to think all the original Maquis, because Milana was. Milana was, yeah. And Twiffin Paris was. And Jacote, are those the three main cast members that were? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that was like Harry Kim, Tuvok, Janeway. Oh, the Hologram Doctor. Hologram Doctor, that's the seventh. Yeah. So they normally do seven names. Yeah, and then you had the two aliens at first, too. The Was it Neelix and the, 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 the lady? Cass, yeah. Cass, yeah. And they eventually got rid of those turds. Well, Neelix did on the whole time, I think. Really? I'm pretty sure Neelix did. I don't know. I So, <laughs> I guess I have to ask. Do you think there's an easier way to get to, get to the Delta Quadrant now in, the, in this version of the 24th century? Is it still isolated, do you think? Well, the wormhole's still there, isn't it? Yeah, but the wormhole only went to the Gamma Quadrant, and they didn't seem all that interested in going to the Delta Quadrant from the, from the Gamma Quadrant, which I thought always made sense. But what do I know about Star Trek maps? <laughs> I don't know I'm, at all. <sighs> that was one of those yeah. things I never thought made sense to me about Voyager. And I, I remember thinking this when I was a kid. I was like, why don't they just head to the Gamma Quadrant and then find the wormhole? <laughs> yeah. Maybe when they left, they didn't know it existed? I don't know. I guess I need to find a star chart for, for Star Trek and figure out how these things are laid out. Maybe, maybe I'm just not thinking about it correctly. Yeah. What else did I want to ask you? I had a couple more questions. You got any more questions? Let me think. <sighs> Delicious tea. <laughs> I'm having a lovely beer from our friends at Abnormal. This is the Hopper Radar. It is a triple IPA, my friend. That sounds very hoppy. But it's delicious. It's funny. They call it a triple IPA, but it's it's only like 9.3%, so it's not, like, deadly. A couple of those would be deadly. <laughs> Ooh, I got these good ones right now. Uh, Pizza Port and Alesmith did their collaboration again this year. It's called Logical Choice. It's, a, it's like a 10.3 triple IPA, but it drinks, like, it drinks, like, at 7, maybe 6. It's so, so smooth and easy. There's no burn. But like you, you get to that second can, you're like, oh wait, I can't feel my legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, this is a bad idea. <laughs> There's never a good one in the house. You know that. The best one you've ever had. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think about my questions about the show. I right, maybe it's just for like next week. I I know they're going to be on the cue ball episode. Right. And I'm hoping having the the whole band there. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a nice episode because, I mean, we're in episode 6 and 10 next week. Or I guess I should just say in a couple of days. It's, it's Tuesday yeah. before we record this. We're, we're ready for the new episode, basically. So we're in episode 6. I mean, counting that one, there's four left. And now all of our crew, our cast are together, which I think should lead to a lot of good action and, uh, you know, plot movement, you know, and, and kind of answering those questions that we have. Right, because they got to sneak on there somehow. Because I guess you need permission, even though it's kind of open to people. But they talked about you need clearance and stuff before. Well, 
We have Rafi, who's apparently very good at faking these things. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's uh, probably just what they're just going to be like, oh, Rafi did it. Thank God she stayed on the ship because her kid doesn't trust her drug addict ass. Yeah, yeah. Bitter. So bitter. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this question, though. The one thing that I guess they still haven't answered, they're kind of dancing around a little bit, Borg parts. Right. What are they good for? I really almost started singing. Uh, weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I like mean, I just, like, uh, there's this market for Borg parts. But, like, what the fuck are people doing with them? Are they, like, souping oh, up their, uh, their, their Impalas? Like, what are we doing? Well, don't they have, like, self-repairing, like, nanites and stuff in them? I, I guess, but I, I, I just want. So I guess I just, I'm just looking for information on like why this market's so big, why the prices are so high. Like, what are people really doing with these components? I mean, medical advances. I mean, that'd be a reason for Starfleet to look into it, but they don't seem to have any much interest. I mean, unless unless they're getting some kind of sharing program from the Romulans. You know, maybe that's why they showed um, what's her face. And that's the secret she knows, is they have a secret, like, Borg workshop where they're just ripping shit apart. Right. Yeah, I guess, I, so I guess I'm just looking for a little bit more uh, information to kind of fill in the blanks on that. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not technological enough to <laughs> understand these things. <laughs> I, I could see them being sold as weapons, because the Borg obviously have great weapons. Uh, their adapting abilities so shield technology. What if, like, it's just Apple buying them all for a really cool new iPhone? So all the iPhones are just board parts? Yeah. I mean, the really advanced ones. You know, you want a, you want a adapting iPhone, you know, in case someone's trying to shoot it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd, they'd never sell another iPhone because your phone just adapts <laughs> to the new phone. It just immediately wraps itself to your face. And takes over your entire head. Uh, I want to put it past Apple. That's coming down the road. That's actually a Doctor Who episode. They did that with the Cybermen, which I think were the kind of precursors to the Borg. But the Borg. I know who the Cybermen are. Even though I've watched like three episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> There's a great episode where everyone has uh, these uh, these double Bluetooth things in each of their ears, and then eventually, when the program's activated, it takes over and it turns your head into a Cyberman head. <laughs> oh. It's pretty rad. So they won in the end? This, <laughs> listen, sort of. I mean, it's a show about time travel. <laughs> but in this time period, they win. Yeah, yeah. In the far, far future, the Cybermen have uh, almost eliminated humanity. All right. Almost. Go Cybermen. You can do it. <laughs> it is funny, though. Like, a lot of Doctor Who's best villains are kind of, I think, I think, both the Cybermen and the Daleks are in Borg inspirations. Right. I'm, and I, in case I didn't phrase that right, I mean, the Borg are inspired by the Cybermen and the Daleks. They obviously That's came over. Uh, uh. We can talk about Doctor Who another time once you actually watch an episode. <laughs> Season five on Sunday, man. It's going to be good. Uh, I, I watched when uh, Destro was uh, the Doctor. Yeah, that was a good season. I watched like three of those episodes. I was like, I'll come back to that later. <laughs> and did you? It's been a few years. <laughs> you know, TV's gotten crazy good. It has gotten crazy good. Yeah, actually, you know what? 
this kind of marks the end of our our. I don't think we have anything else to talk about with 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 Picard this week, do we? We're we're good here. Great episode. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm so glad I was wrong. No, same here. I I I felt like this episode, based solely on the trailer, had no business being as good as it was. Right. But it was awesome. Jerry Ryan was awesome. Stole the entire episode. Uh, but her, the scenes with her and Picard are fantastic. Rios continues to be fantastic. I'm waiting to see what shakes out with Girardi next week. We'll see how that goes. Um, I hope it doesn't get wrapped up in one week. Yeah, she just, like, confesses and puts herself into... Well, yeah, no. and just says what's going on. Like, I don't want that to happen. Like, she you know, if she's going to be evil, make her evil. Like... Well, apparently she doesn't understand. She must be a synth because she doesn't know how good chocolate chip cookies are. So I don't get it. <laughs> YouTube shit. Because like, I'm trying to think like Riker cooking eggs. Like, you know, he cooked eggs himself in like season two. Yeah, but wasn't Worf the only one who liked them? Yeah, because they were some weird egg from like, like they weren't like human chickens. They were he made a trade with somebody and got a couple I eggs. I think he got pterodactyl eggs from uh, Jurassic Park. They were probably like bullion eggs. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, my God. What was good Gorn eggs? Yeah. Oh. oh, no. Is there a lizard inside it? Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Well, listen, since I got you, let me, let me ask you real quick. Go ahead. Other than Picard, like what? Are, what are you? You mentioned it. There's a lot of good stuff on TV right now. What are you liking right now on TV? Oh, I mean, curb your enthusiasm. I'm only Fant- seven seasons behind. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, what am I watching? Uh, I haven't watched it this week, but Walking Dead just came back, and I've really enjoyed it since the Whisper story started, and they had their nice time jump to get rid of a bunch of bullshit. Thank you for saying that, man, because I felt like I was the only person still watching it. (laughs) It's I've tried to get so many people back. I'm like, just start watching from the time jump. And they're like, what about this character? I said, time jump. It doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't matter matter what your name is. No. Just do it. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. All the whisper shit is incredible. Like they got Opie from Plans of Art, Anarchy playing Beta. Like that makes I, me I'm happy. Behind, I'm behind on the show, but not because I don't enjoy it. Still, just because like time is a, is a struggle. Are you on the last season? I still have the 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 fall season to watch. The one that you, okay, so you watched like the war and stuff begin. Yes. Yeah, with that like awesome cliffhanger in the second to last episode. Oh, so good! It, it, it's it's really good. I right. just I'm just trying to. I, I want to kind of be able to sink my teeth into it. So I'm just waiting for the right time. And maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe my spring break will be, I'll just binge them all on spring break. They're all in the DVR. They're ready to go. Yeah. It, it's, I'm, I mean, the last two episodes of this past season, like right before it, you know, went on break, weren't great, but I've enjoyed everything up until that point. Cool, man. And, you know, I just think it's a down point, you know, before they do the, the final 10 swing or final eight, whatever it is for the season. Yeah. You know, no, I got you. I'm, I'm, I, I'm still in on that show. I'm, I'm waiting to see. I don't know. I'm sure I'll watch the first couple episodes. I don't know how I feel about the new Walking Dead spinoff, that World Beyond show or whatever it's gonna be called. I'm curious about it, but I don't know. Like, I'm gonna get into Fear also. I watch that. Like, I really like Fear. I hear it gets great after well, like the first year. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, I, there's only one character left. Dude, two characters left, I think, from the first season. Uh, I think this show's done a wonderful job reinventing itself and becoming better for it. it there's a, But it's a great cast right now. It's really good and really fun to enjoy. Yeah, so I'm going to start watching that. Uh, are you watching Stumptown on ABC? I'm a little behind, but actually, before I before we talked, I watched an episode of Stumptown today. I love Stumptown. I didn't think I would like it. I love that stupid show. The comic book is so good. If you can find it, check it out. It's a comic book? Yeah, it's based on a comic book. No, it makes sense now because they do the drawings and stuff. Like, Yeah. No, no, no. The, 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 the writer is, uh, is Greg Rucka. He's one of my favorites. He wanted to make a comic book. A new comic book detective based, like you know, like on Rockford Files and Magnum PI and stuff. Yeah. And he, in Rucka lives in Portland, so that's why it's set in Portland. That's why it's in Portland. Love this. I love that show. That show's great. Like I'm still watching Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Not really enjoying those. No. They're they're just kind of things that are in my life that I watch once in a while. <laughs> I'm only but, watching. You know, I swear to God. I was watching uh, last week's episode of The Flash the other day, and I, 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 I'm sitting there, and, and I'm just like, why am I watching this? This story is so stupid. <laughs> and I realized, oh, wait, I'm watching because I want to see if they bring back the Mirror Master. <laughs> oh, is that who has Iris in the mirror? Sorry, spoilers, if you ever watched Flash, uh, like, well, don't. Yeah, don't, because he's still not back yet. <laughs> They're just jerking us around right now. But yeah, that's that's what I'm waiting for, and I'm really behind on Legends. I watched the first episode, but I'm really behind. Legends used to be so much fun, and like, I think it's gotten too weird. And I was like, I, like I think they need to change the cast up drastically. That's what it's supposed to be, and it's been well, the, the same for. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was, I, I liked the, I watched the first episode and I enjoyed it, and I was kind of interested in this mystery of like, where's where. Uh, uh, was it Zari where she went? Yeah, yeah, I was interested in that too, but then she shows up the next week. Okay, so they ruined that pretty quick, huh? All right. Immediately, she immediately shows up. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't know who she is yet, but she's like getting glimpses. But, you know, she's just basically like a social media influencer. Okay. On Earth, with her brother having the totem. Yeah, yeah. Other than you, know, you mentioned all the shows that I'm watching, I, I I've been watching Doctor Who. I've been loving that. It's been great, even though sometimes Doctor Who's a little weird for me. It's still good because it yeah. is British. Let's be honest. And like I, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm not good at subtle. <laughs> yeah. Neither am I. You got to hit me in the head with it. <laughs> sometimes a couple times usually will do the trick for me. Uh, but the yeah. other show, did you watch The Good Place? That was amazing. Yeah, love The Good Place. I mean. That, my, that finale killed me oh. like three separate times. I was like, God damn, you good place. You're doing it. I know. But I think I think my new favorite comedy show might be the the Nora from Queen show on Comedy Central. I haven't got to watch it yet. I don't have Comedy Central with uh, my cable provider right now. What? YouTube TV does not offer Comedy Central. Uh, Aquafina is your kind of lady. I know. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. I'm a fan. Like, I'm I'm actually surprised it's on Comedy Central. I'm like, this show's too smart for you. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I want to see it, and like, I'll, I'll buy it or something. I'll rent it from somewhere like when it's over and just binge it. Gotcha. I, got I you. watch a bunch of sitcoms, like Single Parents. I like a lot. I can't talk to you. We're done. You don't like Single Parents? 
What's the I, matter with you? That shit's hilarious. I don't have time for you and your nonsense. You want to talk to me about sitcoms? Get get the I, fuck out of here. I like to watch a sitcom before I go to bed. It's easy to turn your brain off and go to sleep. Uh, we watch far too many sitcoms in this house. Uh, I blame a lot of it on Janine. <laughs> what? And you're not watching Single Parents is not one of those? We don't. We decided we, we watched like three episodes of that and we decided we hated it. Uh. It gets better. I, I didn't like it at first, but I like some of the people involved, so I stuck with it. Well, it's got Robert from, you know, from Raymond. <laughs> He's incredible on the show. Like He wasn't the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, all the other people get toned down. He gets picked up more. I, listen, I'm, I'm, I say about Terrence Hillam and, and the other girl, but it's fine. Like, I, I watched a truly, that Fran Drescher show. Oh my and, god! Okay, this podcast is done. We're no, done. That's one of the worst shows I've ever seen. <laughs> like okay. it kept. At least you said that part. <laughs> yeah, it kept coming up, and my feed was like, "Hey, you should watch this," and I was like, "I don't want to watch this." And so I was like, "Fine." Adam Pauly's in it. I liked him in Happy Endings. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> and with the amount of funny people, like you know, Chris Elliott's daughter, Abby Elliott's in it. Adam Pauly's funny. What's his face from Wings is hilarious. And the show is a giant turd. <laughs> and I'm well, like, there's two funny people involved who have been on successful shows and know how they work to not get this. No. No. I say and no. I'm surprised, I'm surprised it's made three episodes. Like, show was, is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we watched I, the neighborhood <laughs> with, with Cedric <laughs> and Schmidt uh, from a new yeah, girl. Yeah. That's terrible. That also looked awful. I never, that never came across my feed. I'll be honest. I give, I like it more than I want to admit. I do mostly because I like Cedric and I like Schmidt from new girl, yeah. <laughs> but we watched some bad TV in this house too. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I'm done with schooled. Speaking of bad TV. Like, uh, I think I'm out. Like as much as I love Brian Callen. I want to talk to you about that show, but I want to do it off the air, off, off, the, off the recording here, because I, I had I had a comment, but I don't want to say it on the show where uh, people would hear it. <laughs> the last one, the goth one. Yeah. Yeah, I got some comments about that too. We'll, we'll yeah, say it for off air. Me too. I was a little annoyed with that one. I was like, really? So people are just goth because they need attention from their mommies? Right. Right. Same yeah. problem. No, I. Had, um, I, I but I, I was going to talk to you about some other stuff, too, besides that issue. That shit really bothered me. I was like, it, uh, it's a yeah, lifestyle. No. And it doesn't mean she's just sad. It's just what she likes. Nope. I agree with you, man. We I, we, we went to high school in the 90s. We know. We I were know. there. It like, pisses me <laughs> off, I guess. But I'm like, that's not how it was, man. These dumb millennials acting like they were there. Get out of here. Where's your flannel? Put that flannel around your waist, son. <laughs> Not enough people wearing boots on that show. That's the real. That's the real tragedy. No boots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gotta right. get those Doc Martens. Let me let me hit the. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the recording. But you and I are gonna keep talking, okay? All right. Reagan, thanks for doing this with Star Trek Picard. We'll be back. We'll, you, we're gonna do this again for next episode, right? Right. I'm All right. free. So if if you don't like us and doing it, we'll keep listening. We'll get better. Yeah. Pay me to not do it. Oh shit. <laughs> but you can direct his payment to my Patreon. Thank you very much for oh, your support. Yeah. 
support that. It's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, so there it was. That's episode 77 of the TomCast Podcast. 77. We are the TJ Oshi of Pop Culture Podcasts. And just like TJ Oshi, we deliver in the third period like nobody's business also especially in the shootout against russia because that's what we do best and guys i can't thank you enough so much for listening uh if you're not already doing so please follow along with this awesome pop culture podcast by uh following along on social media at tomcast podcast on twitter on instagram you can email us tomcastpodcast at gmail.com and if you're enjoying what we're doing and you want to want to support us, help keep the lights on, and, and make sure we keep doing what we're doing, plus get access to all of our sweet bonus content, head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you can sign up and become a member of Pophead Nation. Thank you so much to my current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. He's got that awesome music podcast, The Ring in the Air. Check them out. They're doing good stuff over there. Uh, so, tentatively, the plan for this week is Roger and I will be doing a show this week. Uh, I am at a, a bit of a, I don't want to say lull necessarily, but I have a window of opportunity with my school schedule to do a podcast with Roger. So, I think that's our plan is Roger and I are going to do a show this week. And uh, you guys will be able to hear that next. And then uh, Reg and I will be back to do the next episode of Star Trek Picard, which is episode six, airing in a few days on CBS All Access. So look forward to those. Those are things to look forward to. Get excited about. Uh, a special message to my Patreons. I sent out an email to you guys today. Uh, I'm taking requests for the next special episode for you guys, for you guys and gals out there. So if there's something you want to hear me do specifically, for the Patreon episode, uh, hit me up, hit me up with that request, and we will make that happen in the month of March. Okay. Uh, otherwise, if you don't, I'm just going to get into my next big project, and that's going to keep us busy for at least the rest of 2020. Because uh, I don't want to spoil it, but it's going to be super nerdy and super crazy. So buckle up. All right. Thank you guys once again so much for listening. For all your support, like I said, you got the social medias, but uh, if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe. Head on over to Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell it is nowadays, Spotify, whatever. Give us give us that five-star review. Help us get the word out about the good stuff we're doing over here on this particular podcast so we can get more members, more people listening to this show and, and having as much fun as you guys are. Uh, so, again, thank you all so much. And with that... Uh, Hey, ciao, babes. Here comes Ovechkin, one on two. Pulls up, passes to center. Kuznetsov giving it back to Ovechkin. His pass off of Kempney, rebound in front, off of Blackwood, and comes in behind the goal. Out of Jensen toward Kuznetsov. Ovechkin, a shot! He scores! And there it is! 700 goals in his National Hockey League career! The eighth all-time on this 22nd of February, 2020. 700 goals 
for the great eight. Uh, what can you say? The team's off the bench congratulating them. The big weight off his shoulders. He finally gets it. A big goal, too. S snaps that puck behind Blackwood, and history's being made. A standing ovation from the fans here at Prudential Center, and good on them. They have seen history. Alex Ovechkin, the eighth player in National Hockey League history to reach 700 goals. He has done it here in Newark, New Jersey. The bench empties to come out to celebrate. He applauds back to the crowd for those in Caps jerseys that made the train trip up. They have been rewarded here. They have seen history, as have we, here in New Jersey with goal number 700.